Hey everyone, welcome to episode 14. Today I want to have a brief discussion about the election and some things I'm seeing in the financial media. It looks like a lot of analysts, a lot of people in the media, a lot of you know people that have done very well like hedge fund managers and investors, they're saying, okay, there's a risk if Biden wins, there's this risk. If Trump wins, there's this risk. And there's people on both sides of the aisle there. Um, it doesn't make quite. It doesn't make any sense to me, actually. So, so you have some people saying if Biden wins, the economy is going to tank. Oh, we have such a risk. Trump is so good for the economy. Somehow that if Biden wins, it'll be so bad. Well, what is Trump doing that's so good for the economy? I don't understand. And Biden, he's been a senator for decades. He's basically done zilch in Washington, D.C. He's like one of the most establishment candidates. Kamala Harris is definitely not a far left liberal she's definitely a very middle of the road candidate even though i mean very disliked person kamala harris by a lot of people but she's kind of in the middle i mean the things she did in california as attorney general were uh, on the right they were not good not good stuff putting people in jail for for non-violent drug crimes for years sometimes their whole lives horrible horrible person for what she did in california in my opinion uh, and then to talk like she's a liberal is just absolutely unacceptable. Despicable people we have in Washington, D.C. That's why people like Trump get elected because everyone sees through all the BS and they see what kind of shit, you know, shit we have in D.C. Just nasty, absolute garbage. So you have Kamala, you have Biden who's literally done nothing. And so compared to that, even a very despicable, unpleasant man like Trump you could argue, okay, at least he's an outsider, at least this and that. That's why you have people like that. If you had good candidates, a guy like Trump could never, ever have a shot at winning the presidency of the United States. But you just have nasty candidates year after year. I mean, Hillary Clinton couldn't beat him. People saw her through her crap. It's just disappointment after disappointment right now in D.C. Um, so that's, yeah, on both sides, very bad, bad stuff happening in D.C., uh, listen to my uh, I think episode 12 on American tradition and American custom and, and just American history and how we're kind of we seem to be moving away from that to a very weird place an unpleasant place but so 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 some people are saying oh if Biden wins oh my god everything's gonna collapse well no it's not Biden's literally the establishment candidate he is the establishment he was vice president. He was senator for years. He was in D.C. for years. He's not going to no. He, he He's right in the pockets of all these big companies. In fact, if you think, okay, who's more in the big pockets of, of the people you would think are running the show, like Big Pharma, uh, Big Oil, the military-industrial complex, Biden's going to be more in their pockets than, than Trump, actually. Big Pharma... He's not. I don't think Trump is getting a lot of money, if at all, from Big Pharma. That's why he's able to do some things with Big Pharma that no president has done in decades, like the the hospital transparency, like saying, like pushing for foreign drug purchases. He's doing some good things, good healthy things there for our country. That's because he's not completely in their pockets. Someone like Biden, in my opinion, is. So, on that end, like when you say, "Oh, Biden's going to collapse the economy," no, he's not. And on, and then on the, on the other end, some people are saying, "Oh, Biden, if he comes in, he'll do the green green new deal, and it'll be so amazing." Eh, not really. If Biden comes in, he's not. He doesn't seem like the green new deal type of guy. Maybe he'll do it. I mean, he's old. Maybe people will push him towards signing that. Congress has to pass it, obviously. I'm skeptical. I'm just skeptical that that's going to be that much of a boom for that for the economy. It sounds more like money printing. I think. 
changes should come probably more from local communities or private enterprise like Tesla is doing. Amazing changes. Uh, the government should support those changes. The Green New Deal, not sure that would be great long term for the U.S. So I don't think either way Biden coming in is going to change anything either to the positive or to the negative. I don't think that'll make a difference. Same thing with Trump. He stays in or leaves. Ah, what difference does it make really? We got the tax cuts. But again, that's not Trump's doing. He signed it, but there was Congress that passed those cuts. Um, although Trump is a productive president, don't get me wrong. And a lot of people are happy with a lot of the things he's doing. But the economy is not going to somehow do much better if Trump's here, especially if the COVID situation is not under control. Uh, how well the economy does directly depends on how well we control the pandemic and how like how soon the virus is going to come out, how, how much people believe in the virus, how united we are. There's a lot of things that need to go right. So the ideal situation is summer 2021. We have a vaccine out. People trust more trust in dc more trust towards the president more trust towards government institutions uh trust of the vaccine a good quality vaccine that's out people are using it uh people are still appropriate social distancing for older people uh, the economy you know we've already adapted the economy's already adapted to a covid environment so i think i think we could be okay either way as long as you know the trust is there and, and we kind of move back from this crazy edge we've gone to uh, so I think Trump in or out doesn't make that much of a difference either. I think whether or not the economy is going to do well over the next year or two depends more on COVID, but over but it doesn't really matter how well it does over the year or two, does it? Let's talk about how well it's going to do over the next decade. So 2030, what are we looking at? 2030, how well the economy does by 2030, it's going to depend on a lot of factors like productivity, technology, and stable rule of law, and trust in D.C. So if over the next few election cycles we have presidents that take what Trump has done, which is erode a lot of the core fundamental customs and traditions of the United States, if we continue eroding them and eroding them by 2030, the political situation will make it that such that it will be very hard to have a good productive economy because there's not going to be any trust left in, uh, of government. So that's not a pleasant scenario. But assuming we move back from the brink, and I think we will, I think we're going to move a little bit back, assuming we don't do crazy things like pack, pack the Supreme Court or anything like that, where we move back towards an appropriate level of, of like decency in D.C., then basically what's going to, you know, it'll depend on productivity gains and stable rule of law. Good quality productivity gains. A free enterprise allowing technology to become more pervasive. Obviously, there's a lot of negative consequences to that, but it may, it'll make us wealthier. So imagine 2030 where um, where we have, we obviously all have internet now, but imagine we have robo-taxis everywhere. We have, we have autonomous driving everywhere. We have artificial intelligence that's no longer used uh, just for a big enterprise, but now... You have artificial intelligence literally at every level where if you create a Facebook business page, for example, imagine you create a Facebook business page and Facebook gives you an opportunity to do a, a point of sale system using Facebook. So Facebook has their own point of sale system. You, you don't even need a website. You just create a business page, point of sale. You put all your customer transactions. You can even maybe Facebook allows you to do your, all your transactions. They send you a thing like a square or they integrate with square or whatever, but they make it seamless at the click 
of a button, you have a nice point of sale system that's tracking all your transactions and providing you insights based on artificial intelligence. Versus today in 2020, you have a pen and paper, you're taking cash, you're doing receipts on a very basic terminal or no terminal at all, just a credit card thing and manual receipts. Tons of businesses doing that, tons, tons of small businesses doing that around the country. Mom and pop shops, two, three, four, five, uh, six, seven, eight person businesses all the time very low tech businesses imagine all of them at very low cost 10 years down the road and obviously it'll be the kids of those people it'll be the next kind of next generation of businesses that's gonna be be doing this a very tech savvy business owner we're talking about but in 2030 you open up a business you sign up for a facebook thing easy website even easier than today far easier than today one click websites one click point of sale like immediate access to a suite of artificial intelligence that's going to analyze your transactions analyze your customer data and it's going to provide you insights imagine that all across the city all across the state all across the country that's going to raise the productivity level per person and that's going to make us wealthier as a country that will happen if 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 that happens if we have that kind of pervasive technology which i think we will that's a very positive thing of course there's a lot of negatives to it homogenization obviously a lot of risks like concentration risk privacy uh but it'll definitely make us wealthier so it's it's a question of what you prefer maybe i prefer the less wealthy more more old school approach probably for me but most people don't seem to think that way i think most people in the west just purely want to move forward and just they're very happy or with allowing technology into their lives completely or they're um they don't care either way and they just let it happen to them so i think that's where we're going to be and that's not a bad place to be you know where the a small literally a small mom and pop shop that operates a burger joint um somewhere in a small town that gets 15 customers 20 customers a day and it's doing pretty well. Maybe maybe more than 15, 20, probably. That's a lot. Maybe say 40 customers a day. It's doing well. Just the one, one guy is flipping burgers where he takes cash now and doesn't know anything about his customers. Imagine his son in 2030 is doing the same thing, except he knows all about his customers because they're all connected. They're coming. They're paying through Apple Pay or Facebook Pay or Google Pay or whatever Pay. They're paying through there through the point of sale terminal he ha- he got for very cheap, maybe nine nine bucks that Facebook sent to him. He has a website now, but probably people don't care about his website. It's more of a word of mouth business. But then he logs into his computer at night, and this is of course a tech savvy, a tech native. He logs into his computer at night. He could see how many sales he made. He could see okay, out of the forty sales, twenty five people have their Facebook profile connected. How old are they? What are the demographics? Where are they from? Maybe does he want to advertise a little bit on Facebook? That kind of that kind of stuff. Plus, you can even add some AI onto it, depending on the business, to provide real insights for you. Uh, probably a burger joint may, may I don't know. Maybe you could use AI for things like electricity, uh, monitoring or ordering, depending on where you're going to order from, or um, or inventorying AI that uses um, like you know. In, customer data as inputs and produces these kind of just basic things like hey um this is how much this is the optimal amount of xyz abc to store these store at these volumes insights like that but as you get more sophisticated in the business the 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 ai ability 
<clears throat> to provide value-added information will probably get more sophisticated as well. So I'm optimistic on that sense. So if we head that way, uh, and then we move towards a future of general optimization, which we're doing. Companies like Tesla are dominating. Companies like Apple, Amazon, all these companies are deeply focused on optimizing. Um, I think that that's what this decade's going to be. Plus AR a little bit, plus some autonomous stuff like drones, autonomous driving. Th those things are going to are gonna revolutionize uh, the world. They're going to sadly put a lot of people out of work, but they're going to release a lot of labor into the economy that, that could find other uses. It'll be a very dynamic decade, but that's kind of how your thinking should be, in my opinion. 2030, not what's happening in the next year or two. Um, okay, that's all.